Now, um, how many people have been here for the last couple of weeks or the last couple of services when I've been talking about the fivefold ministry? Um, I'm going to speak a little bit about that now. I don't want to, I'll see how far I get through. But it, um, if you could put up um, Ephesians chapter 3 for me. I've had a lot of feedback about this message. A lot of people have been saying, in fact, even today, it's very bold, very honest. But how many of you, how many of you know that preaching should be bold and honest? If it's not bold and honest, then what is it? Weak. If it's not bold and honest, what is it? It's weak. No, but, and I'm not saying that we, you don't shut things down for the sake of shutting something down. But the truth is that we, it, it, we need to administrate the truth in love. And that is the way it is. I saw an amazing post actually. Actually, Emily just posted an amazing post that from Mario, Mario Murillo this morning, last night. And it said, the church has left Azusa Street and found its way to Sesame Street. And I just thought, <laughs> what an amazing... <laughs> Sunny days, everything. And doesn't it feel like that? Um, this is so good. Okay, now I'm not going to go. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about um, dismantling the fivefold because obviously we we still we need that. I, I said that it's called the ascension gifts in Ephesians chapter four, verse eleven. It's talking about the essential ascension. Sorry, gifts of Christ. He gave some to be. Let's all say them. Some to be apostles. Some to be prophets. Some to be pastors. Some to be teachers. Some to be evangelists, there are five of them. I said that the term fivefold isn't in the Bible, it's not, uh, but they're called the Ascension Gifts or the Ascension Offices. And what's really interesting is that they're designed for the, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, the word saints, there is the word holy ones. So they're actually a gift to the church. We understand that the Ascension Gifts were given to the church as a gift to the church. So if you ever hear of anyone in a fivefold office or in a fivefold ministry, they are a gift to you. They are a gift to the church, which is so, so exciting. Um, sorry? Oh, you're so welcome. That's so good. I am, a, I am definitely a fivefold gift to the church, and you guys definitely a big gift to the church. And so, no, but, but what I was saying in that, is that people need to have a realisation about, and I'm talking about in general, that that is the MO of Jesus Christ. He ascended on high and give, get, get, gave gifts to men so that the church would be built up, edified, and would be a territory-taking machine for the Kingdom of God. That is literally what we're designed to do. Amen? Okay, some of you believe that, some of you don't. And, um, and so I just want to read a couple of verses. I'm going to go... Um, Ephesians chapter three verse sixteen, and I'm just going to look uh, just quickly about uh, look quickly at Paul just for a second, and we can read this together. I've been really enjoying that. That he would grant you. Let's read it together. To the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his spirit. Sorry, very American. Uh, in the inner man. Keep going so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love, keep going down to 21, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth and to know the love of Christ which surpasses me filled up fullness of God. Okay, just stop it there for a second, go back. And this is really important to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. This is a really big deal. Is this about the fivefold prophet? 
that the fivefold minister or the, uh, uh, that could be filled up with the fullness of God. No, what's this about? It's for us that we would be filled up to the fullness of God. What does it look like when you are brimming and overflowing in the fullness of God? What does it look like? Let me tell you this, flipping scary. Flipping scary, <laughs> in a good way. Okay, keep going. 319, let's read that one again. Now to him who is, oh, oh 320, that's fine. 320. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. Keep going. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. So good. Okay, can you put up Philippians? Philippians. Can you put up the old Philippians <laughs> chapter 2, verse 17? All good. Philippians is what I meant. And so, okay, awesome. And this is Paul speaking now to the church in Philippi. And he says, but even if I, let's read it together, if I am being poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I rejoice and share my joy with you all. So, so good. Let's put up uh, Galatians. <laughs> what is wrong? I've studied the Bible for 17 years and I am not doing well with the, I'm just joking. Okay. Galatians chapter four, verse 19. So just, just memorise some of these verses in your, uh, what, what it's saying. And then it says this, my children in whom I am again in labour until Christ is formed in you. It's so, 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 so good. <laughs> awesome. Okay, um, let's go Colossians chapter two, verse, verses one to seven. Thanks, Fast and the Furious is outside. Vin Diesel's about to come in. It's wartime, yeah, exactly. Okay, so to, uh, Colossians chapter two, verse one. And I know I'm just reading through scriptures, but I'll, I'll, I'll marry a, a bit together this afternoon, uh, this morning, sorry, and this afternoon as well. But it says, for I want to know how great a struggle I have had on your behalf, everybody, for those who were in Laod at Laodicea and for all those who have not personally seen my face that their hearts may be encouraged, having been knit together in love, attaining to all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding, resulting in the true knowledge of God's mystery. Everyone, just stop a second. God's mystery, that is Christ Himself. This is a really, really big deal. Okay, keep going. In whom are hidden all treasures and wisdom. I say this in order that, oh, sorry. I say this in order that no one will delude you with persuasive argument. Even though I'm absent in body, nevertheless, I'm with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good discipline and the stability of your faith in Christ. We'll just leave it there for now. And so this is really cool. So, so we've got this thing where Paul is talking about Christ being formed in the church, Paul is talking about uh, specifically, he is striving that Christ will be formed in you. Then he's talking about the fullness coming forth, the fullness of God coming forth in the saints. And in, in Colossians no, chapter one, it take, uh, chap, Colossians chapter one, verse 27, it talks about to whom God willed to make known the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles, which is, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And again, so the word mystery is the word mysterion. And this is a, check my pants there, but it wasn't me. <laughs> Joking, it's a joke. No, no, no. 
unnecessary. I'm like, wipe it. And it's like, you can't, it's live. That's <laughs> so good. Sorry, it was a joke. Okay. So, not as funny as Todd's jokes, but, but I'm getting there. Okay, so, so Paul then is pretty obsessed with making sure that Christ is formed in people. And when we get born again, what does it say in 2 Corinthians 5, 17? If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. You're a brand new creation in Christ. The book of Ephesians talks specifically about us being bilocated beings, seated, being seated with Christ in heavenly places. We all know that. Is, anyone, is everyone bored? No, good. Okay, good. I'm just making sure you're not going to sleep. Oh, no, you're reading your Bibles. And so, <laughs> joking. Um, so, but this is really important that we understand that, that this is how God has set everything up. He set it up. We became a new creature in Christ, a new creation. And then He spends basically the whole of the New Testament or a lot of the New Testament, specifically the 13 letters of Paul, unpacking what on earth has happened. Why? In order that the saints would be equipped for the work of the ministry. This is literally, literally what we are supposed to be doing. So what starts to happen is we start to realise that we in Christ have been given something so powerful. Paul calls it the mystery, the mysterion of Christ. And it is being unpacked right now for all of us. And this is the best equipping sermon you'll ever hear in your life. It, I'm just being facetious, but, but the reality is this. Why is, it so, why is it so important for us to know this? Because Christ in you is the most significant thing that can happen to you or will ever happen to you for the rest of your life. Christ in you is the high watermark and there is no other watermark that will supersede, supersede that. Nothing else. Christ in you is your attainment. Now, Paul says, obviously, that I strive to attain the fullness of what it looks like to, have, to, to uh, talk about the resurrection from the dead. But, when, but, but with regards to who we are, you're not gonna get any more saved than you are right now. But what you are gonna be able to do, what we're gonna be able to do is work out our salvation with fear and trembling. And as we do that, we start to unpack who is within us. And when we start to unpack who is within us, we understand that all wisdom and knowledge exists in Christ, yeah? Where does Christ live? In us, we understand that all virtue and power, in fact, all authority and power over all the power of the enemy, over every principality and power in every dimension, in every galaxy is subject to His Name. He carries all authority and power for every one of them. And where does He live? In us. Um, one, a minister once said, you've got more power in your little finger than every demon in hell. This is a very, very big deal because what we start to see then is we start to see that the way that we potentially have been taught over the years might not necessarily be the way that we, God wants us to be living because God wants us to live in a strong revelatory understanding that we have and Christ in us and that as we learn more, we get more revelation, more illumination and we become solution. We become Christ in this generation. We become little Christs. This is literally who we are, but more than that, we become sons of God. And when we become sons, we're actually walking in a place of maturity and we realise that just as He is, so are we in this world. He, Jesus said, you, you, you think I've been doing some good things, you will see even greater things than, than these when I go to the Father. People, they'll do the same things that I'm doing, but they'll do greater things because of His ascension. And this is so, so important. So we start to understand that, we start to unpack that, and we start to get so excited about that. 
Because we start to say, wow, do you mean I don't need to go to 25 conferences, Daniel, in order to find the next revelation? Yeah, I said it. Um, do, it, is it necessary? No, it's not. What's necessary? I'm just kidding. We can pay you out every service. Very good. Now, why? What is this about? The reality is that you don't need to go to another conference to get more of Christ in you. Already happened. But we do need to unpack the truth and the reality of who we've become in order for us to be able to administrate effectively the fullness of this true, truly beautiful identity. One new man, one new woman in Christ. You see, this is what God is, I believe, breathing on in this season. And He says, okay, I want you to strive to attain the ascension, the resurrection, what things look like. But striving to attain something doesn't mean that we need to work hard at something that's already happened. It means we need to unpack in a place of uh, diligent uh, study what has already happened in order that we can start to become some of the things that God has already spoken us, uh, to us about becoming. Is that cool? So how many people are excited about being equipped for the work of the ministry? Well, it's actually quite scary. Why? Because it's very autonomous. Because God wants us to go heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils. How many people cast out some devils this week? Oh, wow. Well, it's Field of Dreams, so a lot of people. Okay, cool. <laughs> but this is actually what we're designed to do. We're designed to drive out devils. We're designed to heal the sick. We're designed to be in a, we're designed to bring this incredible realm of solution Wherever we go, I was speaking to a guy with a massive cancerous tumour yesterday, the day before yesterday, and I was there and I just couldn't lay hands on him because it was the wrong, I just couldn't do it, it was too difficult. But then I realised, and he was going, wow, I just, I really believe in miracles, you know, sometimes he wasn't saved. And I started to talk to him about the miracle working power of God. And I just feel like there is a lost and dying world out there that doesn't understand that the church is actually their solution. That the church actually carries incredible solution for them, whatever they need. And that's literally what, but we have to stand in that gate. Lift up your head, O you gates, that the King of glory may come in. What does it look like for people to receive something from us in this season? Now, many, uh, a number of years ago, I spoke a message um, on Acts chapter three, talking about Peter, James and John, oh, no, Peter and John at the gate called Beautiful. And the, who, knows the, who knows the story about the cripple and what happens? And, he, he, and they, he looks begging arms for them. And it says that he looks to them seeking to receive something from them. And they say, silver and gold we do not have, but what we do have, we give unto you. And I spoke a message about this when we were talking about healing recently, but this is really interesting. Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give to you. And I believe that when we get into this more of the fullness of the equipping of the saints, what I do have becomes a manifestation, nearly like a, a, a mantra as a, in a good way, um, out of our mouths, what I do have, I give to you. Wisdom I give to you, power I give to you, solution I give to you, knowledge I give to you, counsel I give to you, because you are a gate and heaven literally wants to pour out through our lives into the lives of those people in order, obviously, ultimately, that they would be reconciled unto God, but in order that there would be solution brought. Just like in Daniel chapter five, verse 11, uh, the queen uh, says specifically to the king, he's, he's freaking out because there's a handwritten something on the wall. And she says, don't worry, in your kingdom, there is a man in whom light, understanding and wisdom is found like the wisdom of the God, small g. Well, let me tell you this, that is, and I believe that should be the testimony of every single believer on earth. 
Wisdom is found like the wisdom of the gods, like the wisdom of something, super, something different exists in the church, something different. And this is what God wants to, uh, I believe, encourage us in, implore us in, in this season, something different. You are not the same as the people you walk past when you go to catch the bus. You are not the same as the people you walk past. You are of a different kind. When Jesus, is, is, when, the, when Jesus calms the storm, they say, what manner of man is this that even the winds and waves obey Him? The word manner there is the word kind. It's a different kind. We in Christ have become a different kind. What manner of man or woman is this that the winds and the waves obey Him, that they administrate power for miracles? that they administrate knowledge and, 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 and wisdom and things unlike anything that we've seen in the world. And most of all, that they love, in a very, they actually love people. There's a realm of kindness over them. And so I just feel like if we can catch this as we come into this next season of taking territory, then we understand that it's not just about being equipped. We get asked a lot of the time, do you want to have a particular equipper in? Because you'll be able to people will be equipped into the next thing. And yes, you know, and that's awesome, you know. But the old model of that, there is an old model where there's an itinerant, an old itinerant model that comes and you'd come and you receive this and then you move on to the next thing and then they do a circuit and then whatever else. I feel like that's a fading glory. I feel like what's most important is that people are built up, yes, through the ascension gifts and offices, but built up unto the work of the ministry. So when we are drawing from someone, we are actually drawing very specific elements that equip us into the revelation of Christ being formed in us, but also who we are, what we carry, and what, how we then mature to become, we are sons of God and bring transformation on the earth. It says creation is waiting in eager expectation for the sons to be revealed. And I believe that there is a quickening happening in the area of equipping in order, in order that people would mature quickly into administrating and standing as sons. Because when we stand as sons, we actually take our rightful place and then the administration of who we are as sons of God, everything has to yield and submit to that reality. The demons have to submit to the reality of who we are in Christ. But it, it, it is what it is. And that's part of what's so beautiful about this next time. I believe there's gonna be an incredible acceleration come where the body of Christ, you wanna know what the move of God is? The body of Christ is the move. It's not just the women, because I see a lot of things. It's like, the women of God are rising. Yeah, that is good. But there's no male and female in Christ. So I'm glad that the women are rising, but there's no such thing as male or female in Christ. So it, it's the body, it's the ecclesia rising. It's the body moving. Everyone say body moving. And then say body moving, body, body moving. <laughs> oh, don't do that, okay. <laughs> I thought that was funny. No one remembers the Beastie Boys. <laughs> okay, but, but the move is the body. How many people are part of the body? And this is, <laughs> you delayed there. You are definitely part. We'll work out which part another time. <laughs> um, but there's a, but, but, we understand then that it's the body that's moving. It's a, it's a move of the body. Does that make sense? And if we single out one particular people group all the time, and I'm not saying that everyone does this, but if it's just about the men rising or the women rising or the so-and-so rising, or the, and I get that, that is, there's specific graces and metrons to equip a people group, I get that. But let me tell you this, I don't wanna see the women of God rise more than anything ever else ever. 
And wow, the move of the women of God on the earth was so powerful. I wanna see the move of the men of God. I wanna see the, men of, uh, the move of the men and the women of God. I wanna see the move of the church. Does that make sense? And so it's not focusing on one particular thing and I'm not down on anything like that. I'm pro all those things. You know, if you wanna, if we, if we wanna empower women, empower men, empower everybody, you know. But, but the whole thing is that it's a move of the body and, if, and there is not one part that is more important than any other part. There is not, it, it's not more important. And yes, there have been seasons where, I, I, think that, I think that there have been seasons where there's been a down trodding, down treading, a down, what do you call it when you tread down someone? Yes, yeah, that. <laughs> of, of the body. And I believe that what's happened, I believe what happened over the years was there was an empowerment uh, that came for ministers. And I believe if people weren't called into ministry, the rest of the body was not important. Are you, a, are you called into, you, are you in ministry or are you in the workplace? And it became with this whole thing where if you were in a workplace, you weren't as good as somebody in ministry. It's ridiculous. What a ridiculous thing. And I, I, so I hope you guys understand what I'm saying about the empowering of women, empowering of men, empowering of, I'm just saying, I don't think, I think in this next season, it's not gonna be constantly a focus on one particular people, people group. I think it's a move of the body. It's a, it's a move of the body. And what is unfortunate is women in their makeup, and this is my, I think it's unfortunate, are, are, are more diligent than men in general. Okay, none of the men even said something there, and I'm a man and I just said, women are more diligent. How can you say that? Wisdom is proved right by our children. It's true, there is a letter, uh, and it's like multitasking, you know. Uh, uh, anyway, the reason I'm saying that is because I feel like there is something where, where people will start to see that the diligent rule. People will start to see that when we administrate something, whether you're male or female, whoever you are, there will be something that God starts, see, God's no respecter of persons. He's after the hungry and the hungry will get fed. And let me tell you, if you're diligent, guess what starts to happen? Things start to move, things start to shift. It's crazy. It's really, it's, anyway, all right. Okay. One male clapped for that, and that's fine. <laughs> Unmarried? No, he's married. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So, 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 in this next, so in this next season, God wants us to come into this new pattern. And this is what he was saying to me the other day. He gave me the word pattern. He talked to me about the pattern of John G. Lake. And I think I mentioned this before, but he said to me about the pattern of John G. Lake. And he said, I'm gonna teach you the pattern of John G. Lake. And I said, okay, so what is the pattern, Lord? And this is what the Lord said to me. He said, the pattern is that John Lake operated in a place where he understood that he was inseparable from the Spirit of God, where he was one with Christ, Christ in him, the hope of glory. If you read any of John, G's Lake, John G. Lake stuff, he talks about this a lot, but his revelation was that he was inseparable. His revelation was that he was inseparable, that he was joined with Christ, that he was joined with God. He was one spirit with God and everything flowed out of that revelation. And I really believe that as we move forward into what we're doing in this next season, if we can have the revelation of one new man in Christ, if we can have the revelation that we are not separated, I believe that we're gonna birth a new pattern I believe that the body of Christ is gonna be literally holding a new pattern, as it were. And I believe that this pattern is the thing that will see, see infirmity go permanently. 
I believe that this pattern is the thing that will see freedom to the captives. I believe that this pattern will be the thing where people are sitting down next to people that have huge tumours, cancerous tumours, and those tumours will truly disappear. I believe that this, I believe that this pattern will be a pattern where you're with people and, and, and people are newly saved and there is such a grace to disciple them into the things of God. I believe that there is a pattern where we understand that Christ is in us and we don't need or we don't need and we don't want for anything anymore. We don't need anything as long as, he, as, as long as we understand that He is in us because we can then pull on Christ in us for everything that we need to see people set free, delivered, healed, uh, 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 trained, all of those things because of who lives within us and who we have become in Him. Does that make sense? No, okay, cool. I thought it was, I thought it was actually quite straightforward. And, and so, so, when we, so when we're coming into this next era, I really believe that one of the things that God wants to do is He wants us to let go of the old order where we've seen things that haven't been helpful, where we, an old order of working, where we go and we function in this particular way, but the old order was lifeless and it gave, didn't give us what we needed to be empowered to move forward into the new. How many people understand what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not going to drill too much down into that. But I'm going to, so, so I'm going to uh, unpack more of this this afternoon. But if you could put the pads on, that'd be awesome. I'm going to pray for you guys. It's in early mic at 12, early-ish. Actually, that's probably the time that the service is supposed to finish. <laughs> Someone's like, yeah, cool. Okay, so if you want to grab your communion, Holy Spirit, we just acknowledge communion with You today and we, we acknowledge communion with Christ in us. And I pray that as people do communion today, that there will be something of the divine nature that would awaken within us that we would see ourselves as a supernatural people, as a people beyond the norm. And I pray that as people come into that revelation today, that there would be something of us tapping into the virtue within, the power within, the wisdom within, the knowledge within, all the things which exist within Christ who lives in us. And I pray right now for every person here that we would all come into a new level of unpacking what it is to have You living within us. Father, I thank You for the equipping that's happened previously. But Father, we thank You that as we are equipped into this unbreakable truth that Christ is within us. The kingdom is within us. I thank you that the acceleration 
of your kingdom taking territory would be unlike anything we've ever seen before. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Can everyone just stand up? We'll just get, we're, we're finishing the meeting now. But I just want to publicly apologise for any time that an equipper has come and hasn't equipped you in a way that you should have been equipped. Talking about itinerants, itinerant prophets, I apologise on behalf of fivefold ministers that didn't have the equipping of the saints at the forefront of their heart, where there was wrong trading floors. Where the building of a ministry was more important than the equipping of the saints. I apologise on their behalf and I ask you to forgive time invested, any time invested that wasn't fruitful. I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would wipe a slate clean for your people in order that we can receive from the Ascension offices in a brand new way in this season. In purity, in honour, and full of joy as we receive the gifts that you have given to the church in Jesus' name. Amen. And right now, where there if there was any coercion any manipulation or words spoken that weren't actually from the Lord, but they were self-seeking or designed for self-service. Right now we remove those in the realm of the Spirit. Thank you for setting your people free today.
So good. Well, we're officially finished. You can stay and soak if you want to uh, for a few minutes. We look forward to seeing you this afternoon. It's going to be an awesome time. God is in the. God's on the move, isn't He? Very exciting. Bless you guys. See you soon. <laughs>